everyone, it's Lily. And it's Mikey. And we actually, <laughs> we have a guest today. We actually have our dear mother here. And it's not Kermit the Frog. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, um, today, Mikey, we're actually talking about something serious. And uh, our mom has come to be a guest and help discuss this topic because it's super important. So, How is it super important? Well, um, we want to talk about mental health today and suicide because it actually on the 21st of November, it should be the um, anniversary of our brother who we lost in his early 20s to suicide's death. So tis the season where lots of that kind of happens is around the holidays. And we just thought that it would be a good idea to you know, talk about it a little bit. Maybe get someone to decide they need to talk to someone or someone to talk to someone who probably needs to be talked to. You know what I mean? Get some help. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, I think it'd be great to encourage everyone around the holidays. Reach out to people you don't normally talk to. Check in with people who are a little more of a loner. You never know. So, uh, anyways... We all know that there are... Pop feel- top. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I forgot to not open my beverage. I need to open my beverage before we start. <laughs> we should also talk about addiction. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> what do you mean? It's just soda. <laughs> yeah. Okay. With coffee, though. He's got coffee there. He's... he's- <laughs> anyway, so the point is, is that um, we just want to talk about how... It's important to make sure your mental health is well. Um, like exercise, for example. Yeah, big it time. It's a good way, yeah. yeah. And I have a question about that. <laughs> Go ahead. Does getting in and out of my car count? <laughs> Only if you park it like three miles away from where you're going. Oh, okay, well, then, then I guess that doesn't count. <laughs> what if I get in and out ten times before I drive? You might, I don't know. It's kind of like squats. <laughs> That'd be a leg workout, right? Burn some calories that way. Do a little finger tapping on the steering wheel while you drive. That's got to do something. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, we're going to talk about different things you can do to help fight depression. Um, do you have one you want to throw in, Mom? Eating really well. Okay. Good diet. Yeah, yeah. a lot of candy. I thought that could make you happy. <laughs> Michael. And cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> cheeseburgers always make me smile. <laughs> you got to eat your vegetables. Gotcha. That's why there's tomatoes and lettuce in a oh, burger. <laughs> <laughs> I promise, folks, I'm not a slob. <laughs> but he does like his uh, burgers. I do, like, I do like my burgers, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, Another one is getting sun, like actual natural sunlight, which we know is hard during the cold months, right? Mm. You know, you want to stay inside and... All you vampire people, just (laughs) plug your ears. (laughs) No, but honestly, if you can even get yourself to go out for five minutes, it would help. It's something, you know, but ultimately 15 would be great. Yeah, no, vitamin D is amazing. Um, It's actually a vital nutrient that we need and... uh, it's important that we make the time to get out because our forefathers who, you know, farmed and had to work outside all the time got plenty of that. But when you are like me, you go to work 
and uh, you've got a window with shades, and you literally don't get any sunshine for eight hours a day. And then you go home and sit in your house and not be outside. So it's important. Yeah, definitely. I also think it's good to talk to yourself about or take note of what kind of self-talk that you give yourself, right? So like I have a tendency to be really hard on myself and notice what I feel like I'm not doing the best at regularly. And, you know, you want to ask yourself, how much of the stuff are you throwing at yourself that's negative over positive? Right. Your subconscious is very powerful Mm -hmm. and it'll believe what you tell it. So you do have to be careful what you say to yourself because it it has a very large impact. Well, if you'll even just take a few minutes a day, excuse me. (laughs) What's the matter? Frog got your throat? Yeah, we're talking about frogs, right? (laughs) So just taking a few minutes a day to sit down and be self-aware, just kind of, you know, yeah, sit Think about yourself. Think about how you've been how you've been thinking and feeling during that day and interacting with others. And more self-awareness is uh, helpful in every aspect of your life. But especially if you're, you know, have a tendency towards negative self-talk, mm-hmm. it would be really good to. It's actually a good exercise too. You stand in front of a mirror and you say cheesy things like "I'm sexy." No, if you I'm, literally I'm are having a bad day and you want to just turn your <laughs> life around, literally stand in front of the mirror and be like. I like myself. <laughs> You're sexy. Yeah. I like myself. <laughs> yeah, just and tell me that won't like immediately have a like a a real physical change in True. your whole uh, body. So especially if you make funny faces and say it in different funny ways, next thing you know, you'll be laughing with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, I can always just come over and tell you a joke or. We can stand in front of the mirror together, and I can say something funny. Yeah, he, a good we mood. can send him for tips. You know, if you're willing to tip, we'll send Mikey. <laughs> better be a really big tip. <laughs> um, but, like, I like the way that Healthline um, states it. It says, meet yourself where you are. So, you know, acknowledge what you do do right. Don't lie to yourself, because yourself knows lies, you know. <laughs> but... Try to give yourself some positive reinforcement. When you catch yourself saying bad stuff, stop yourself and tell yourself something good that you know is validly good about you. Try to counteract it. I like myself. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could do that. (laughs) See, it made you smile. Well, I, I have this little ditty. I don't know if it's silly to say it right now. Go ahead. It goes like this. I love myself. I think I'm grand. I go to the movies, I hold my hand, I put my arm around my waist, and when I get fresh, I slap my face. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I love it. Ow! I don't know. That didn't put me in a good mood, Mom. I I tried your method. I mean, I liked it kind of when I touched my leg myself a little bit, but then the the slap, it kind of stings. Ow! Well, you shouldn't have gotten so fresh. It's just when I get fresh, I slap my face. <laughs> yes. I was just trying to follow your instructions. <laughs> so, you know, okay. we're, we're going to talk about, of course, the natural ways of fighting depression here today. So, you know, if you feel like you need to go and talk to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, uh, you do what's right for you. Um, we are proactive for natural ways of doing things here. We, we don't enjoy swallowing lots of pills in this family. <laughs> 
I take an allergy pill every day. Me too. <laughs> well, I and I have a bunch of vitamins my wife bought that I'm supposed to be taking that I don't take every day. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I'm already <laughs> popping enough vitamins. And <laughs> but Well, there's just so much nutrients that are missing now in our overly processed foods that yeah. I... Uh, now I'm feel like you have to pop the pills. Now I'm feeling <laughs> depressed about myself yeah. because I don't take my vitamins like I'm supposed to. Wait, hold on, I can fix it. I like myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, I do want to say though, if you do decide to go and get some uh, prescription to help you with that, be aware of the warning signs on the label. Um, some. Uh, side effects for some of those kinds of things can be suicide and it's important to note that and if you do start something make sure that you let other people know so if they notice a change in your behaviors they can point it out to you yeah because you might not be aware of it yeah you might not see it yourself and you know we would hate to have you end up not being here anymore because nobody knew you were on it thought you were acting weird but it was just a thing you were going through you know what I mean? So well, and and it can it, it really can be a great option for some folks. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. It is. I uh, have a friend from high school, and she dealt with some serious post is it postpartum is what they call yeah, it after baby. That can be bad sometimes. And, and uh, I actually thought it was really cool. Uh, she made it known to everyone. She did a, a little Facebook post and took a picture of her blue pill. And she says, "Hello, this is my blue pill, uh-huh. and I take it every day, and it's." It's making a huge impact in my life. I'm doing so much better. That's good. So I, I just sent a reply saying, that's so awesome. And thank you for being open and letting people know that it's because it's easy, uh, like in social media, yeah. for everything to appear great and grand. You know, yeah. you see the pictures of the vacation and the happy birthday wishes and then, you know, the anniversary message to their spouse, but you don't know what's really going on in their life. So I think it's cool when people will openly share struggle mm-hmm. or when they're having a problem yeah. because um, I like to see that too because it's nice to know it's sometimes you like you said you're we're really yeah. hard on ourselves it's easy to come from that position where we're like man everyone's life else's life is so yeah. great and mine sucks so bad and I'm you know and then you can really get depressed so it sometimes it's cool to hear about other people's struggle yeah and then um, you get reminded okay life's not easy everyone has their their tough stuff they have to deal with mm-hmm. and it you know for one person, it can be cancer. For another person, it can be really bad allergies. Or another person battles real depression. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, so we all have our, our challenges and our stuff. Yeah. And I think sometimes, too, it's so easy to get caught in a routine. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if that routine doesn't have positive things in it, we don't realize how negatively, what a bad space over time we can get in. And so sometimes we need a reset button. That's why it's so important to interact with people and be open with people so that you know, so people can keep you in check, I guess yeah. you'd say. And you know, it's perfect that you said that because the next one I wanted to talk about, which by the way, Healthline has a really great list of stuff you can do. Um, so I'm using some of their stuff because it's great. So you can check them out online. They have a great list. They probably, they also have like ways to connect you to different things to help. So just so you're aware. Um, and we will put a, a post the number for the international suicide or um, hotline, hotline uh, on this post, just so that it's there if anyone you know feels like they need it. And there's nothing wrong with calling and asking for help, especially from someone who doesn't know you. 
They don't know the people in your life to talk about what you talk about. Sometimes just talking about something is a big release. And we have a tendency in our culture now to feel like we always have to be smiling and okay, and we're not. And it's really good to throw things verbally out to someone. It's a way of releasing some of that those feelings you're carrying. Yeah. Well, and I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Um, I can call my good friend if I'm really struggling, but Mm -hmm. maybe I don't want them to have to carry that weight. Yeah. So it is kind of cool that you can call a number and just talk to a stranger. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about, you know, putting your baggage on someone else you care about. Yeah. But you have an outlet to to vent those feelings and get through a tough tough spot. And they're going to give you valid advice. They're people who are trained to talk to people who are struggling so, you know, I know that sometimes when I talk to some of my friends, I don't know that their advice is necessarily the best advice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and sometimes people don't really know how to help you. They'll be like, oh, I want to help you, but I, I'm not sure what to tell you or what to do. And those people have training. So, you know, there's no shame in that. Yeah. And, well, and often when someone calls you, they're not, you're, you just need to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not always asking for advice. Mm-hmm. You just need to listen and pay attention and I think it would be helpful. If, I don't know if you're going to talk about it to maybe know what some of the warning signs are. Yeah, we definitely will. Because, gonna... yeah, because on the part of the person who's, you know, finding out that something's going on for someone is, is taking it, taking seriously, you know, what they're experiencing and not dismissing it in some fashion or another. Like, oh, hey, you're just you upset. Know, you're You'll just upset fine, yeah. or something like and And so, yeah. So, Okay. Uh, what Michael actually kind of touched on is uh, another point, and it's know that today isn't... Lily, my name's Mikey. Oh, yeah, it's Mikey. Sorry, Mikey. Even though it is Michael. <laughs> Mikhail. <laughs> Mikhail is my Russian name. Okay, sorry. So, sorry, Mikey. So, know that today isn't indicative of tomorrow. So, like, because you're having a hard time today... Try not to tell yourself that tomorrow and the next day and next week is going to be the same. You know, you want to make you want to make changes because, you know, if you do the same thing you've always done, you're going to get the same things you've always gotten. Yeah. So you want to do and like, yeah, make what, some what do they say? The definition of, of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect, and expect a, different, a different result. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're all guilty of that, doing that sometimes. I've done it before. But um, the point is, is that. You need to remind yourself that things aren't always going to be like they are and take steps. If you're miserable, do something different. Like yeah. shake it even, up. Even just one thing. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes too, people make the mistake that they want to change too much about themselves all at once and it gets overwhelming. And the cool thing about just picking one thing, you pick one thing. And then when you do that thing, it's very empowering. You know, it feels good. Yeah. It's the same concept of when you get up in the morning and you make the bed, there's something different about the day because you, you started it off accomplishing something, right? Um, I actually had a, I heard someone talk about that. He was a military guy mm-hmm. and he talks about the importance of making your bed every morning for that mm-hmm. very reason. It's like, okay, I started off my day with accomplishing uh, something, a yeah. goal. So you, you could even just pick one thing. It's like, okay. Because I could be hard on myself and be like, okay, I need to lose weight. I need to, you know, read some self-help books. I, you, like, make this huge list, and it's like, okay, for this week, I am going to do – I'm just going to focus on get, getting my workout every day. 
Yeah. And then once, and every time you do that, it's empowering and it gives you more excitement towards progressing in your life. Yeah. Even and, and then like once you've minute. done it, yeah. Once you've done it for a week or two, because it usually takes a couple weeks to, yeah, to make a habit, right? It does. So once, once you get that down, it's like, okay, now I can focus on another thing. And then over time, your life can completely transform. And it was so much easier than being like, okay, these are all the things I hate about myself and I have to do all these things. Because the reality is the way that human behavior works, are, we have two driving forces behind everything that we do. And it's the need to feel pleasure mm-hmm. and the desire to avoid pain. Mm-hmm. So literally every decision you make every day comes down to those two forces. Yeah. And your ego is what tries to protect you from the pain, but doesn't right. always help you. <laughs> right, right. Right. But, 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 th- but think about that. It's like, yeah, okay, it's- as humans, we don't want pain. We always want pleasure. But the problem is we can't always be in pleasure mode. There's, no. there's, there's different things that happen, but that's why people will turn to substances and drugs yeah. is because it's an easy way it's and an a quick way to get pleasure. Yeah. Well, and it's escape. Yeah. On some level, it's an escape, no matter what level that is. Right. It's that it's that way to get that to, to initially avoid the pain mm-hmm. or whatever we're running from mm-hmm. and get that quick pleasure. And that's why uh, like drugs and some of those things are so dangerous Yeah, is because it's an easy way to forget your problems. But then, of course, we know what happens over time yeah. well, and when that gets out of control. Yeah. Basically, you just need to ask yourself, you know, if you start doing something all the time, and it doesn't have to even be drugs. There's all kinds of addictions. If you oh, notice yeah. that you're doing something all the time, like I battle with a video game addiction. So, you know, like anyway, what the point is, is I know yeah. what he does over there too, <laughs> but you know. The, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't have a problem. <laughs> so my point is, is. I actually play a lot less than yeah, I used does. to. I've got, He's I got great. lots of kidlets at home. Yeah. I got to try and be a responsible dad. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, if I'm ever in a bad space. My, my big, two big uh, ways to escape or feel better is like listening to music mm-hmm. really loud. That one's a big one for you. So that's one so of my venting like things. One. I've got a nice theater set up in my house. So I'll go up there if I'm in a bad spot, crank some music. And music is a good coping mechanism for me. And then also the computer. Yeah. Which the computer one... I mean, obviously, you can't leave a stereo blaring 24-7, but it's a lot easier to play a computer game a lot. But then the problem is if I'm avoiding my things in my life that I don't want to deal with, they're not going away. Yeah. Or I'm neglecting my kids. It helps with the anxiety too, right? mm Mm-hmm. So, like, if you sit there and you have stuff that you're putting off, then you're going to keep worrying about it. If you get it done, you're not going to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, another thing that a point to be brought up is do the opposite of what depression voice suggests. So, if whatever you, if you're stuck in a depression, if your mind's all like, I'm just not going to get out of bed, don't listen to that. If you're, if it's like, I just want to have another drink or I just want to not do my dishes, like all those negative, depressed thoughts that come, just like do the opposite of it. It'll be like, make it a game. Don't listen to the voice. (laughs) It's like telling, saying, you don't have me, I have you. Yeah. I'm in charge, not this thought or this feeling. Are you trying to say that we talk to ourselves? I do. I don't talk to myself. (laughs) 
I feel like that Gollum monologue, you know, where he's like, right. you don't have any friends. Yeah. Nobody likes you. It's like that. And he's like, I'm not listening. <laughs> Go away. It's exactly that. I want to go back to one thing about you know, this idea of tomorrow, you know, tomorrow things might change. Yeah. So that's the thing you want to say to somebody who's maybe in a really dark space is, okay, let's say they're even talking about suicide. You, you can say to them, hey, how about, that's something you could choose to do. How about you wait 24 hours? And let's talk about something you can do right now. And you pick that one thing like you were talking about because the other aspect is, is a sense of hope. Usually yeah. someone who is in that space, they have lost all hope. Yeah, they're hopeless. They're hopeless. Mm-hmm. And so you say, okay, you're not going to tell them don't do that. You just say, how about you wait 24 hours and let's have you try this. Yeah. And at least— I wish I would have done that with some of my big financial pur- purchases in life. <laughs> Wait 24 hours and see if you want to do it tomorrow. No, no, I want this now. I have to have this Audi. No, but like, you know, and as people, in order to be happy, I've figured out over the years, it, accomplishing things is important. If you don't, it, it helps you lose self-value. So to even just accomplish anything, like even if you do a five-minute workout or freaking four push-ups every day or if you get in and out of your car 10 times before you go to work (laughs) yeah or do that (laughs) nobody i tell you i'm gonna start a i'm gonna start a new workout program for people and people are gonna be looking at workouts for people who don't want to work out the other people in the parking lot all like looking at you what's going on with this guy you know in and out in and out like are you not sure what you want sir yeah did you forget something and then forget what you forgot and then remember and then forget again so yeah set attainable goals make sure that there's something you know i mean even like you maybe your house is dirty and you you feel overwhelmed by that because you're already depressed and that's how it got that way just be like hey i'm just going to take out the trash today that's something it's a it's a step it's something um i'm gonna watch a tv show that has a clean house in it (laughs) (laughs) wow look at that beautiful clean house i'm gonna blow on my furniture There you go. Dust it off. No, but just spread it around. (laughs) And reward your efforts. You know, feel like celebrating with a cheeseburger or a cake or confetti, whatever. Do something to recognize yourself when you actually make or or some Brussels sprouts for all you weirdos out there. I don't even like Brussels sprouts. I am success. I actually love them. I'll eat any other. My wife loves baked. She like. She likes baked Brussels oh, sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. Or like air fried. I'm just like, um. <laughs> I guess I'm the one who Can likes I have them. a carrot instead? <laughs> so, and try to create routines. Like Michael was saying, it can take up to two weeks to do that. But if you could even add one thing every day onto your routine, then next thing you know, you have all these things that you've accomplished you know, start with one. After two weeks, add another. You know, like, it's all about just trying to change. And go out somewhere. If you are secluding yourself, that's very dangerous. Yes, we all need human interaction. We're social creatures. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is even the super introverted people that just inherently aren't people people... They still need it too, yeah, as much as they hate to admit it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they were, they need a little push or a shove to get out. But I guarantee you, when they're when they actually do it, 
mm-hmm. they're being enriched and they're going to do a lot better because of it. Okay, and I know there are people who hate this kind of stuff, but um, honestly, going out into nature, you would be surprised how much that can affect you. And there's the thing called like grounding. Um, some people believe that it's extremely good for you. We weren't supposed to be off of the ground. We make shoes. We make pavement. We make all these things. If Are you, you telling me to take my shoes off? And stick them in the grass and just stand there for a minute. But I've got really bad plantar fasciitis, really. <laughs> I never know. With my luck, I'll take my shoes off and get like five goat heads shoved into my arch. <laughs> well, Be like, I'm not feeling any better right now. Watch where you stand. <laughs> Those suckers blend in, all right? I'm just saying. Use what, a broom. What starts as a good thing could really send you over the edge. Sw- sweep off your dirt and then stand Sweep on off it. the dirt. <laughs> Let me do a pre-goat head sweep before I remove my shoes. And I know it might sound silly, but when I take off my shoes and I put it in the grass or on the dirt, I actually almost feel like energy. Get a like, connection with yeah, Mother Earth. Like, yeah. like I'm plugging in a battery that has been unplugged for too long. And so Maybe like, you'll hear the vibrations from yeah. aliens that live in the planet core. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's the maybe mushrooms. They'll, maybe they'll take me on vacation. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's previous episode reference, folks. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. She's all, it's the mushrooms. It's the mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about the kind you put in your mouth. I'm, I'm talking oh. about mushrooms that, that uh, you know, they send all sorts of energy out through the underneath. Yeah, the well, I'm sure both things do send out all kinds of energy. But anyway, um, they, you know, like Michael was saying, listening to music, uh, Listening to negative music can can sometimes bring you down. Sometimes listening yeah. to a song where they're feeling the way you're feeling but expressing it better almost feels like a release, like talking to someone. But make sure you don't listen to too many dark songs. Yeah. Put on something peppy. You'd be surprised how fast it can pep you up. Like in some of it, it's the dumbest songs too. Yeah, look like, at The Lion King where he's like sitting there with uh, Scar and he's like, nobody knows the drama I've seen. And he's like, can you sing something more exciting? I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. See, diddly dee. Anything but that. <laughs> you know, I, I know it sounds dumb, but back in the day when I was getting in a bad mood, when it was like big on the song list, I put that Maya He song on. Maya He, Maya Maya my <laughs> See, like, put on something that's, like, super peppy. You know, if you're a pop person, do a little Taylor Swift. Or maybe uh, uh, if you're a little more nerdy, if you're a little more nerdy, hit up some K-pop, yo. Yeah, I freaking love K-pop. Listen to some shiny, man. Shiny. Ring, ring. Or ding, 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 ding ring, dong. Ding, dong. <laughs> that was a really good one. <laughs> anyway, our point is, is, like, find a song that's peppy. Find a one that's fun. You yeah, know. if you're listening to like death metal or like only Slipknot, <laughs> you might have a problem. I, and, and this is coming from a guy who loves some heavy dark stuff. Me too. Like Tool. I love but Tool. But if, if you're really in a bad space, you probably don't want to listen to that. I mean, bake, Breaking Benjamin is also good, but should I listen to it all day when I'm depressed? Probably not. You know, just like... Be what do you aware. mean? He has some very melodic and beautiful songs. Yes, he does, but it's not exactly peppy, is my point. Okay. Then, then I age myself because I loved putting on, like, big band, like, big, uh, no, 
What's it? What's it called? Like Philippa Souza? Do 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 do. That stuff, you know, yeah. what I'm talking about yeah. the horns and everything. Yeah, with the horns and everything. You, you know, know what? Really There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of people in our all kinds of different generations who appreciate older music. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you might even have someone there who's like. 12 who's like oh i'm feeling you and like pulling out a record if if you want some really cheesy pe- peppy music you can listen to stuff from the 50s and the 60s hey, what? come on it's <laughs> the <great>. diner music <laughs> <laughs> you know and oh and another one if you finally decide you're just done with your mess when my kids would get really down about cleaning up and stuff i used to put on the song or start singing the song yakety yak and no I don't know if you've bag. heard that, but yeah. it's got a good beat. It's all, you know, just finished cleaning up your room. And it's got, like, the horns and all that. Let's see the dust fly with that broom. And it, it gets, there, there. Yeah, it gets Little all baritone heavy. sax. Yeah, and, like, yeah. if you're feeling like you're looking around your house and you're being eaten by depression, garbage, dirtiness, throw that on. Wiggle your butt around a little. Like, start picking stuff up. I think the first time I was introduced to that song was from the movie The Great Outdoors. That was such a good movie. Because they're driving (laughs) and they're listening to that song. Anyway. Yeah. But anyway, I my kids would start laughing, and instead of being mad, they'd eventually start singing along. So oh, that also was a trick for parents, by the way. Look up Yakety Yak. <laughs> um, okay, and then loved ones. Remember, you have people who love you, and reach out to the people who love you. It's good to talk to people who know you and understand you. People you grow up with know you on a level that other people don't because they know your roots. And, you know, if you even have a good friend like that, or you have a newer friend because you don't really have any of your older friends who just gets you. Talk to someone like that. It doesn't even have to be about your problems. Just talk to them. You'd be surprised how much better you can feel just connecting with someone who understands you. I've got some close friends that, that are that I put in that category where I just randomly reach out and talk. And anytime I talk to them, I always get in a better space. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then we've also got like some of you aren't really as good at talking to people. So you could write in a journal or write a letter to someone about how you're feeling. If you're not good at, if you feel like you're not good at expressing or you feel awkward or uncomfortable expressing the troubles you're going through verbally, writing is another way that you could reach out for help or even just come, you know, talk about with yourself how you're feeling. That's something I've never done. (laughs) <laughs> I used to keep. I get writer's cramp in about thirty seconds. I'm like, okay, I'm two sentences in. Oh, my fingers <laughs> can't handle it. I could type on a computer though. I can. Okay. I can crank that stuff out. No, you can do it that way. There you go. And then try something new entirely is another one. I mean, come on. Let's say you really are like, oh, that's it. I'm ready to kill myself. You might as well go skydiving. You know, what do you have to lose? <laughs> Other you than know? your life. Well, the point is, yeah. <laughs> Like, be strapped with someone. Get that thrill. Like, want to want to shake things up? Like, I'm not saying that's what you should do, but my point is, yeah, go do something s- new. Go do some laser tag, or yeah. like, or you know, go horseback riding. Yeah, or if you always wanted to knit, whatever. You know, it's all about helping break the uh, routine. But think about: is there something that I've always wanted to try I haven't, or something I've never done before? Or in sampling new things, you might find a new passion that you didn't yeah. even know you had. Yeah, and I'm like, I knew someone who was depressed, and they went and started doing that. It's that extreme exercise stuff that everybody was doing for a while. Oh, 
I can't remember what it's called right now. Yeah, they have a bunch of locations across the United States. Not hot yoga. No, it's like <laughs> it's like hardcore exercise, like nuts. They're anyway. flipping tires and running <laughs> and doing all that anyway, crazy I, stuff that Rocky I, Balboa does. I knew I knew someone who got into that when they were depressed and it turned into this passion and then they met a whole bunch of people in the community who were doing it and made a whole bunch of friends and started dating Some, someone. It's something fit. CrossFit. CrossFit. Is that what you're thinking yeah, of? Yeah, that is exactly what I was thinking I of. It was on the edge of my brain for just <laughs> so job. long. It Good finally job. surfaced. It was beautiful. It is a gem. <laughs> Look, you're wonderful. <gasps> I like myself. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> okay, volunteering is also a great way to help with stuff. Oh, and it's around Christmas. Ser- serve other people. And Thanksgiving. That's very, very gratifying. Yeah, because it makes you feel so good. Like, go, you don't even have to, you know, so what if you're just one person? Call up the homeless shelter. Say, is there a day I can come in and help? You know, um, we, my mom, one of our favorite memories growing up was she take us to around Christmas time, um, she, here and there throughout, she would take us to, old folks homes to visit old folks who don't get visitors during the holidays. And I I remember meeting this lady with Alzheimer who went from being a cheerleader to a teacher to me being her daughter to doing dances for me. And I was absolutely delighted and I was happy to be whoever she wanted me to be. And she was yeah. just elated and nobody would have come to visit her. We, we ask at the desk, who are people who don't get visitors? And you have no idea how good that feels. Yeah, I actually remember I used to kind of drag my feet. Yeah. But then I'd always really enjoy it and be super happy that we did. You know what I hate? I regret that I never took my kids to do it. Oh. You know, I that's something good to pass on. Yeah. You know? We have gone to, we have a, a right next to where we live, we have like a VA. Yeah, see uh, even that retirement place or hospital yeah and uh so we would go there and we one thing we do is we do christmas carols so we'll go from room to room and sing to some of the seniors there mm-hmm. and it's cool to watch their faces yeah it, it makes light you up. happy and it makes you feel good because guess what you just did you thinking that you were worthless and a failure have just made someone's day maybe even more than that you know what when you bring this up, it makes me think of something kind of cool I watched relatively recently. Um, it was a YouTube video of someone who went on a busy street uh, in like a, a city and they were holding a sign saying, offering offering free hugs. Aww. And it was a video of just someone holding this sign and uh, random people would, you know, walk up and then, you know, grab a hug and they'd always have a smile on their face. And... Uh, Holy cow. This made me you get emotional. emotional? There, there was this one person that must have been having a really, really tough day. And they walked up and they gave him a hug and they just started bawling. And the, so that person just in putting themselves out there to offer kindness up and offer a hug. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, totally could have changed that person's life. So it was, it was kind of cool to watch that yeah. video. It's one of those videos where like, I got clickbaited into it. I watched it. I'm like, I'm crying. What is <laughs> You're crying. What am I doing? <laughs> but... But you just don't, you don't know what people are going through. And I feel like it's kind of sad. It seems like our society is getting more and more to themselves, especially in like the big metropolitan areas. People don't reach out or care as much. And it seems like there's just so much of me, myself, and I, instead of watching out for each other. So it was cool to see that video of a person in a city just 
hold up a sign offering hugs and have such a cool, impactful thing happen. Yeah. To strangers, yeah. people they don't even know. You yeah. Know, so. Well, I, I remember when our my son took his life, that one thing that helped me to get through it, I was amazed, the experience of people coming and giving me a hug. Yeah. I actually felt like I was lifted. I it, it was an, it was I will like they take the like they take a little piece of the burden away yeah, with exactly. each hug. Yeah, they give me some some love and then they take some of that burden and, and it I it sustained me. And so I'd like to say that. I also want to mention that when you go out and give yourself away, like you say, you start yeah. to realize that you have value. Yeah. You know, that you can do something for someone else that's appreciated. Yeah. And at the same time you also sometimes realize you don't have it so bad because you'll get around other people and, and see how, that there's a situation might be much more challenging, much more worse than you. And I think that sometimes gets you back into yeah, it can kind of shake you out of perspective about yeah. what's going on for you. So. so, yeah. So I actually challenge all of you this holiday season to go out and do something like that. You know, it seems like uh, the holidays have gotten so commercialized and they've pushed away from the important thing, which is being around and loving people and being there for people. So I encourage you, make a new, uh, you know, tradition with your family. Teach your kids. Don't tell my wife that. We already have enough. (laughs) She's like the holiday queen. (laughs) She like turned to me and she's like, if I were to pass away, would you still do anything with the kids? I'll help you. I'll help you, Michael. I'll be like, in your honor, I will make sure that we don't just do nothing. <laughs> but she's always got fun activities and things yeah. going on. But, but you uh, know, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about the charitable kind. Yeah. So, I mean, I even think that it would be cool if we arranged as a big group as a family to go to a, an old folks home this holiday, a big group of us, and just go visit everyone. You know, let's let's bring ourselves there, too. And, you know, put it in honor of the our lost brother that took his life all those years back. Um, I know a good way to spread Christmas cheer. What's that? Toilet papering. <laughs> Go hit all you the neighbors. Now. You're <laughs> now. You now. I mean, how, how about you show up at the door and hand them a roll? Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> Hey, for a time there, when we had that toilet paper shortage during the pandemic, that would have been a welcome thing. It's like, please, toilet paper my house. I can't find any at the store. Oh, geez. So, um, you know, and anyways, try to be grateful. Like, remind yourself what what you have to be grateful for. Because like she was, uh, like our mom was saying, um, you have a opportunity to remind yourself that it could be worse. It's not as bad because we, you know, when you get depressed, you start to hyper-focus on all the negative stuff. Yeah. So if you remind yourself the good things, it can it can help sometimes. Yeah, I actually uh, went to Africa uh, for a ministry and uh, I was there for two years and it was crazy because I went through a massive amount of culture shock when I got there. But then I I had the same thing happen when I came back to the United States. And I remember one time, because you don't realize, especially in, you know, in the United States or some of these more developed countries, you take for granted a lot of things, right? And I remember when I came back here, I went to like a super target. And uh, where I was at in Africa, there was like hyperinflation, like the worst that there's ever been anywhere. Mm-hmm. And the economy was rough and mm-hmm. you could have money, but go to the store, and not get things. Anyway, it was, it was a pretty crazy time. It was, it was, it was very enriching in my life. And I'm, I'm grateful for that experience. But I came back here, I'm at the super target 
And, um, you know, if you want, look at our cereal aisle. <laughs> like, we have a whole huge aisle just for cereal. And I see the cereal aisle and I'm, st I'm starting to get a little emotional and overwhelmed by this massive store of just stuff that I can get. And then I see this little kid whining at his mom. I want a candy bar. And I'm thinking, man, I'm going to teleport you to Africa where you're lucky if you get one, you know, or maybe two meals yeah. in a day. And so um, it, it, I, I got a little emotional in the store, but it's just a reminder that we have so, I mean, we have running water, yeah. electricity. I mean, we're so pampered in so many things. Yeah, and first I, world problems, right? Yeah. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves, like, even as bad as you think your life is or how hard it is, there are other people out there that are struggling to eat every day. Yeah. So, but, yeah. And there's even the one thing how you said, if you could find one thing to do differently, if you could even find one thing to be grateful for. Yeah. You know, that's a good idea. Uh, you're right. Would you choose is yeah. it, okay, what am I grateful for? And, yeah. and pick that up. And, you know, even watching some stuff on things like that can help you too, because then you realize, I don't know, maybe there's some don donations you can make or something you can do to help someone who has it way worse than those. Like, I, uh, we have a family friend that we grew up with who went to Africa to educate people on AIDS when he was a young adult. And he said one of the most profound experiences he had was this cute little boy was lingering around him when he was getting ice cream. So he decided to buy the little boy an ice cream. He watched the little boy run over to a big group of friends and he took a lick and passed it along. And all these kids sat there and all took a lick and passed it around mm -hmm. like eight kids so that they all could have some ice cream. And he started to cry. Because this little boy could have hogged that to himself. Mm -hmm. And he, he went wanted and to he share it with other shared people. it with all of these friends, you know. Um, and I just, I don't know, like. Don't ask me for a lick of my ice cream. I'm not giving anybody any. <laughs> I'd be that kid that's like, yes, hey, guys, look what I got. Mmm, <laughs> suckers! <laughs> so you would be the person no one wants to share with. I, I, I wouldn't have given the, the guy who bought the ice cream a good, memorable experience. <laughs> like he had. Okay. All right. We, I want to kind of push through the last couple I want to bring up so we can can talk about signs yeah. for um, people in your lives who you it's might really not realize have that issue. Um, because the worst feeling is losing someone and not knowing that anything was even wrong, I think. Um, so, okay. The other one is... Believe it or not, get enough sleep. Uh, not like we have a tendency to not get enough sleep in our culture now. And getting enough sleep helps your brain stay clear. It helps your body um, be good and healthy. It also making sure you get, um, you know, have a scheduled sleep schedule that, sorry, that structured you yeah, sleep structure, schedule. Thank you. Sleep cycle. Then um, it actually will help you get better quality sleep and that helps you think clearer and feel better in general. And if you can afford it, it's worth it. Get a good mattress. Just saying. <laughs> I sleep very good on my Tempur-Pedic mattress with my adjustable base and my zero G position. Yeah, don't talk about your lovely bed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a whole new world. Like... <laughs> I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm like, I don't remember that. Like, I feel pretty rested. And I'm like, I don't remember tossing or turning. I didn't wake up hot. So invest in a good mattress, folks. If you can. And uh, Tempur-Pedic, if you want to be a sponsor of our program, feel oh, yeah, free we, to. We would love. Feel free to reach out. Yeah, we'll advertise you. I will uh, promote your mattress that I sleep oh, yeah. on. With, for some monies. For money. Yeah. No. But, 
<laughs> but what's funny is I found now that I'm getting a little bit older, I'm knocking on 40. <laughs> I need more sleep than I used to. I used to be able to get away with six or seven hours and function fine. Now if I get six or seven hours, I look like a dang raccoon. Yeah, I know. With black <laughs> true. around my eyes and I'm like, like you, age, you age like 10 years when you, like I feel like I look like 10 years older when I don't sleep. I, I made the mistake the other night of playing a computer game until like midnight. I'm like, I'll be fine. I only got like six hours of sleep. I wake up the next day, I'm like, I was really debating, like, calling in sick, faking sick at work because I'm like, how am I going to get through my work day? Yeah, anyway, well, big squirrel, <laughs> but sleep, muy importante. Okay, and then the other thing I really want to bring up is that you need to also, uh, aside from all that we threw out at you, you need to accept the validity of your emotions. Like, your emotions are valid and they matter. And it's... It's good for you to acknowledge them and not just try to push them aside or get angry at yourself for them. They are valid. We are humans. We have feelings. And you know what? Someone can have it worse, but maybe they handle things that are worse better. You know what I mean? We don't know people's different tolerance levels. Maybe something that seems like not a big deal to someone else is really a big deal to you. And it may seem to them like, it's nothing to even be upset about. And that um, is just coming from their own perspective. And it's not necessarily true coming from yours. So, uh, you know, validate your feelings. And, yeah, and, and you don't have to compare yourself to yeah. someone else. We're all unique. Yeah, and don't and also don't judge people if they're really struggling with something that you feel like is just stupid. That is not your right to judge. You are different than the person who is going through that. And for them, that might be one of the most devastating things they're going through in their life. So have some compassion for yourself and for other people. And don't disvalue your feelings. Absolutely. Okay. So let's Amen. talk about warning signs. Uh, you want to start with some of them, Mom? Let's see. Well, one of the warning signs that I think you need to pay attention to is if people start withdrawing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you notice that they're not coming around like they used to. They, um, they're maybe maybe you're used yeah, to talking. Yeah, being to more a of, a, of a recluse. They're being more of a recluse. You know, they're you're thinking, wait, I haven't I haven't talked to that person in a you know a week or so, and I used to talk to them almost daily. What's going on for them? And so I think withdrawal is one of the first things people people start to feel like. They're not okay. They're they're uh, they're unhappy, and they they start they realize that they're not a good space, and so they they'll withdraw. So that's one of the things that comes to my mind first. Yeah, so uh, the Suicide Prevention Resource Center says that um, if someone starts talking about wanting to die or to kill themselves, that person's an immediate risk. Yeah, because they've already thought about it yeah. a lot, probably usually before they vocalize it. Yeah, or if they're looking for a way to kill themselves. Searching online to obtain, you know, a gun or a knife. If you notice something like that, that's serious. Talking about feeling hopeless or having no reason to live. Anytime someone stops talking, starts talking like being here has no value anymore, that's serious. You need to address that right now. That's not... That, yeah, that's, that's serious. That's 911 mode. That's, yeah. That's, that's a real call out for... Or like cry out for help. Yeah, or like intervention. You know, if you find out that that someone's going into that deep of a dark spot, 
And, you know, you might need to take away some things for them for a while. Um, but please be proactive. So that's at a serious risk level. Yeah. So, uh, no, that was actually immediate risk. Oh, immediate. Oh, immediate. Yeah. Okay. So serious risk <laughs> is someone who's talking about feeling trapped or, un- or in unbearable pain. Um, talking about being a burden to others. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. Yeah, it is. Um, Increase the use of alcohol or drugs. You know, that's usually, that's why I was saying, if you notice. We're just not talking about on the weekend. We're talking about. Like, if you notice you're doing something a lot, maybe you need to ask yourself what it is you feel like you need to hide or escape from. And if you notice someone that you love is doing drugs a lot, they're obviously wanting to escape from reality. Why? Talk to them. Um, Increase, uh, or uh, sorry, acting anxious or agitated, behaving recklessly. Yeah. I notice when I'm really stressed out or having a lot of anxiety, um, I tend to be barky and sharp. And sometimes my wife actually has to point out and say, hey, like, I've had times where I've had a rough day at work or whatever, or I've got a couple different things that I'm stressed out about that I'm not really thinking about on the forefront of my mind, but they're weighing on me. And my wife will have to give me a little reset button. Like, hey, um, you're being a little sharp with the kids or you're being, and I get a reminder to be like, okay, all right, I'm I'm obviously passing over my issue that I'm with right now on other people. And I need to start making some proactive steps to change my mood and change, you know, whatever's really bothering me. Mm -hmm. So then another one is sleeping too little or too much. So sometimes people are depressed and they want to escape from reality, so they sleep a lot. There's also sometimes, you know, you get the people who are so worried about everything and feeling so bad they have problems with even, sleeping. Yeah, even going to sleep. Yeah, yeah. so watch for that. Um, and, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with just checking in with someone saying, hey, are you okay? Have, do you have some stuff that's been going on or on your it's mind? It's not just Maybe. like, are you okay? But like, no, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, like, follow-up question because you're immediately yeah. like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. I'm fine. No, I just I really want to know. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I, it's okay to do that. Or even to say, I noticed that you've been sleep sleeping a lot less or sleeping too much. You know, is there, are you feeling upset or stressed out? Like, and say it in a sweet and loving way and be like, if they, they say they don't want to talk about it, you know, say, well, I'm here to talk to you and then start doing, helping them do some of the stuff we read before being like, Hey, Guess what? I decided to go try paintball. You want to come? Or, or you know, you could offer yeah. to clean their toilet. Yeah, or be like, hey, I noticed your house is kind of out of control. <laughs> I came over to clean your house for you, with you. You know, just, like, do anything you can and and, and hope that, you know, eventually they'll come around to talk about it. Sometimes it, it's literally just an act of interrupting their destructive cycle. Yeah. You can fall into that destructive cycle with yourself. Yep. And sometimes you just need, you need that, your cage rattled yeah. by well, somebody need, else. They need to know that. In you, a loving way, obviously. They need to know that you really care. Yeah. You mean it. Yeah, exactly. So like she was, uh, like our mom was bringing up before, if they're withdrawing or feeling isolated. So if you notice someone is coming around a lot less um, or they voice that they feel alone then that's something that's very important to address. Uh, if they're showing rage or talking about seeking revenge a lot, that's a dark space mm-hmm. to be yeah, that's in. that's really bad. Uh-huh. And, you know, they I mean... They hurt somebody else. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. Like, we've got all these school shootings and stuff 
who were kids who were isolated, maybe picked on, insecure, having problems at home. Nobody reached out to help them. And they, you know, finally got to the point yeah, they're where they so were so bitter and angry so angry and bitter that they went and they killed people. You know, like we need to be more aware as in a community. And like, even if you aren't related to that person, if you see these kinds of signs in someone, do something. Try to help them. You, well, you know, those those often some lead to murder suicide. You know, it's yeah. like they're gonna their their intention is to do something to hurt the people to hurt who hurt people them and then die. Also die. Yeah, because they want yeah. revenge before they go. Right. But yeah, I mean, like you you know, if you're in a in your community, whether you know in schools or churches or just gatherings, notice someone's having a hard time. You know, don't try to, you know, like, don't be creepy, but go over and start, like, including them or talking to them or, you know, and if you feel like you could ask them how they're doing, do it. Like, you know, do something. Uh, don't tell yourself it's not your problem. Um, you know, I mean, I know we're all busy and we all have our own problems. And, you know, but it would feel good, too. If you ended up actually helping, that would feel really good for you. Absolutely. Okay, and then displaying extreme mood swings is another sign, which is, you know, that, that would obviously could happen to someone who's really struggling emotionally. Yeah. So um, I wanted to say, too, we will post, because you can actually also text now. God, I just get behind on the times. You can text talk to someone at the suicide lines. So if you're somebody who's more comfortable texting and doesn't want to actually talk to someone... That's also an option. We're going to post both of them down below. And we just want to tell you that we care about all of you. We appreciate all of you. And it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. But and what's not okay is to stay not okay and, and not try and do anything about it. Exactly. And if you guys, if you're, if anyone's struggling, if you want to send us a message on our Twitter and just say, hey, you know, I'd love to talk about something or I want to, whatever, just... We would be happy to talk to you if you're worried about someone, whatever. Um, or if you have a story you want to share, we would love to hear that on our Twitter. You know, have you helped someone? Have you gone through the heartache of losing someone to or almost, you know, taking your own life before? I mean, I've had times where, you know, I think we all have times where those thoughts can pop in our head occasionally where, you know, we just think it might be easier to just not be here, even if we'll never even do that. So, you know, just like it, nobody should be in a position to judge that. And I feel like right now in society, people feel like it's not okay to not be okay. And I guess is what we want to say is it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. Well, and then if there's anyone that's listening to this, that's, that's in that space where they're considering suicide, you also have to think about the effect that that has on everyone around you. That was you. the last thing I wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, because it can yeah. be, it can be a very, it, it's a, it's a very selfish thing because you, you think, oh, the world will be better if I'm not here. Um, but you might, ha you might be a light in someone's life or this big, huge thing that they can't live without. And then you, and you don't even know. And then you, you, you make that choice to leave and then you don't realize the, the effect that you have on all the people who you leave behind. That, that you left behind that, that love you. Well, so. and I also want to throw out there, there are people who also kill themselves who want to say, it, it, it's like almost like a revenge. Like, I'll show you, I'm going to 
I'm going to die and you're going to feel like terrible that I killed myself and that you didn't do anything and you weren't there for me. And so I just want to just like, sorry, I want to throw out there that um, it, the people who are left behind have to carry that. And it's easy to blame. Like I know a lot of us blame different things or carry different pains that we can never resolve because of the loss of our brother, child, whatever, um, you know, that there is no closure for. And, yeah. you know, there's children. And he did it right at Thanksgiving. So usually yeah, around, around this time. Which is two days from when we're recording, by the way. Yeah. It's the 19th. Um, but, like, he left behind children who will never know a father. And, you know, one who was too young to ever remember. You know, like, anyway, my point or a child. You couldn't leave children behind without knowing a father. <laughs> there was only one woman involved. <laughs> but, you know, he left He left behind a baby who wasn't born and one who was here. And, you know, like, those are people, there are people who need you. And you forget that. And, um, and there are people who are going to wish they'd seen science, who are going to struggle. And, I, you know, I just... I just want you to know that you are loved more than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to I want to yeah. say something Go. just from the perspective of being a mother who lost a child that way is the other thing is on my side of things um let it be okay if that happens to you or if you experience that or if you have experienced that and you haven't healed from it um I realized that the grieving process is really can be a beautiful thing. Uh, and every emotion that I was feeling, instead of making myself wrong for feeling it, if I felt guilt, if I felt anger, if I felt resentment, if I felt um, hurt um, or not heard or whatever it was, every time that came up for me, instead of making myself wrong for feeling it, I said, okay, this is, this is okay. It's okay for me to feel this way. And Somehow I'm letting it be okay for me to feel that way. Then I was able to um, embrace it and then let it go. So just for anybody out there who's maybe even lost experienced someone or to lost suicide, someone to suicide yeah. there's, you know, the grieving process. It's painful. It's painful, but it's, it, it's, it's important is yeah. what I'm saying. So let it be okay. Yeah, let yourself feel all the levels of grief or right. all the five phases it's okay to even be angry for a while that the person decided to to do that. You know, it's okay. But let yourself feel it so that you can move on. Because you have to remember, you still have other people in your life around you who need you. Especially, I notice, like, sometimes you watch people who lose a child and then they have a hard time being there for the children that are still present. Remember that they need you and that the person who died wouldn't want you to be so swallowed up with grief that you would allow your marriage to fall apart or your children to be neglected or your family to not have you around or your friends to lose you. Remember that you, there's already been one loss and that the people in your life don't deserve to lose you too. Yeah, exactly. All right, lots of love at you all. I know this was a serious topic, but we felt like it was important. Hopefully we still put a smile on your face and made you giggle and you're not like... Man, I'm all depressed now that I listen to their podcast <laughs> episode today. Are, go to the mirror and make <laughs> and a say, funny face. Yeah. Say, I like myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And Thanks, guys. We love you all. We'll talk to you later. Happy holidays. Happy yeah. holidays. <laughs>